On today's episode of Kindred 360, we welcome our long-lost friend, we help Chris get ready for his wedding, and Rod brings the word. Let's go! You're listening to the Kindred 360 Podcast with your hosts, Pastor Rod Idle, Matt Smith, Lindsay Terry, and Chris Moore. The Kindred 360 Podcast is an extension of Kindred Church in Midlothian, Virginia. At Kindred, we help people find their purpose. We believe that God designed us to be surrounded by others who love and care for us. We call this your tribe. We invite you to be part of our tribe today, so enjoy the fun, inspiration, and introspection all in today's episode of Kindred 360. Now, Pastor Rod Idol. All right. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you here. Kindred 360 broadcast coming to you live from our Studio 77 in downtown Midlothian. Say hi, Matt. Hey, what's up, everyone? Go ahead, Chris. How about you? Hi, how's it going? Lindsay Terry, nice to have you back. Hey. Yay! Yay! All right, good to have you, Linz. Good to have you. And Mike, you want to say hey to the, fa- the What's people? What's up? I just, got a, I just read a sign, no sushi for you. No sushi for you. That's the new Seinfeld. So good to have everybody here with us, Sharon. It has been a while. Now, I'm going to start out the little opening discussion simply saying chris walked in a few minutes late don't like to get caused problems but he walked in a few minutes late to do this recording and he had a bag with him all right (laughs) and he opened up that bag and he pulled out this really neat tupperware container with sushi in it and he leaned across the table and he handed it to Lindsay terry Lindsay, it was good wasn't it it was delicious there you go thank you and then he pulled out of that same bag, the same bag, another <laughs> Tupperware container, and he gave it to Mike. Mike, have you had any of it yet? You're saving it. I'm saving it for later. There you go. But oh, yeah. you got some from him, correct? Yes. Okay, I thought so. And then he had another container, and I'm sure that's for him. No, that's for Savannah. Oh, that's for <laughs> Savannah. Aww. That's so nice. And then he set that over there, and Matt and I... Sat here waiting. My stomach's rumbling. I'm I'm kind of hungry right now. (laughs) I was wondering, like, okay, he must have to go back out in the car to get it, or he's having it delivered. Maybe (laughs) Grubhub's showing up soon with a large pizza or something. Something like that. that, But absolutely nothing. Now, listen, for you listeners out there, I got one question for you. How smart is it (laughs) to bring people food? And your boss is in the room, and you knew he was going to be there, and you don't bring him anything. Matt, do you think that's a good career move? Hey, I I bribe you as often as I can. (laughs) So so when I was working in the dealership world, and my boss said, if I was going to be late in the morning, you have to bring me something for food or Starbucks (laughs) every single time. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I would do a burrito or McDonald's McMuffin and then Starbucks because I was really late. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I think there's some wisdom there, though, Mike. I think that uh, that showed that you had good forethought and you understood how things work in the world. So, Chris, I want to let you know that I'm a man full of grace. I really appreciate that. I'm not done. Uh, I just wanted to stop there. uh, He he knew. We're going to stop there. I'm a person that can forgive a lot of things, but there are some things that just don't leave my memory. I just want you to know that. So I'm hoping that you have a bright future somewhere, 
and maybe it'll be a kindred. I don't know. But anyway, so I don't know how fair that is. Lindsay, you can at least praise his sushi, right? I he mean, made it. He made his own sushi. Right, exactly. It's really good. Yeah, that takes a lot of talent. It Thank really you. does. I worked very hard in it. Maybe that I can, can be, you know, we're going to be doing some uh, um, YouTube shows in the future. And maybe that could be one of the shows we could do. Chris could get on there and show people how to make sushi. What do you guys think about that? Your spiritual. I've got a devotion. Sushi is like life. Well, Rod, you know the saying, good things come to those who wait, right? Oh, he's saving something special for you. I got something. Thanks for the Hallmark card. If you ever need a Hallmark card, just come to me. I got something from Chris right now. I don't. I'm going to laugh, but I don't get it. But me neither. Young pup. Young pup. Oh, young pup. Young pup. Yes. Yes. Do you have any in there for unemployed pup? No? Okay. I just wonder. Anyway, I'm just kidding, Chris. I, I, I don't like sushi anyway, so I'm glad that everybody got to enjoy it except Matt and I. It's no big deal. Next Tuesday's staff meeting lunch, Matt and I to P.F. Chang's, yeah, and you right. guys can go. I don't care where you go. So oh, Matt right. and I are going to be wolfing down at Chang's. So anyway, hey, it's good to have you with us. Man, Lindsay, I am so glad you're back. Me it's too. nice to have you with us. Golly yeah. gee, it's been a long time. been a couple months since you've been in this chair. I know. Lindsay, so. tell them what I did to you on Sunday morning on the labeling the board. Oh, oh, I got labeled. Welcome back. And then what was the other one? Welcome back. She's no, back. It. She's back. Actually, all the labels were great, but I felt very welcomed on the stage. <laughs> well, that's great. That's, it's a good story. That's you a good tell story. It again? No, I'm good. When are you going to write that book? <laughs> Hey, I thought it was pretty witty. When are you going to write that book? I just never know. But <laughs> anyway, I think it's great that uh, you're back with us. And and uh, little Abby is home with Daddy right now yeah. and her brothers. And and uh, it's just good to have you back on board, back up on stage on Sundays, things like that. Matt, I heard you did a great job this weekend. Thanks for filling in. Yeah, thanks for uh, the opportunity. Yeah, I'm sure you enjoyed it. You, you know, Always Matt did. spoke on something very close to his heart on discipleship this past Sunday, and and uh, it's great to have somebody who loves the Lord and loves to preach. So thanks, Matt, so much. I'll tell you what, we are going to have something we haven't had in a while on this show. We're going to hear from our local resident, Nestor the Mailman. Nestor, bring it in. Hello, Kindred 360 family. This is Nestor, your mailman, delivering your Bible verse for this week, which comes from Romans 1, verse 5. Through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them, so that they will believe and obey Him, bringing glory to His name. Have you believed in the Lord Jesus? Then believe in Him and bring glory to His name. And that was your verse for the week. And Nestor does a nice job, doesn't he? He does such a good job, and we haven't had him in such a long time. I think we ought to have another one. What a do you double think? Shot? Double, double shot? Double shot. So, Nestor, if you're still there, why don't you bring another one in? Oh, wait. I forgot a package. Here's another Bible verse for this week, which comes from Matthew 5, verses 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled upon underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, 
Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This is Nestor, your mailman. Till next time, stay salty. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love That's it. That's great. I love it. Nestor's already hung up. Is that right? Because I wanted to ask him something. His dad had surgery yesterday, so we want to be praying for him. And uh, Nestor, in fact, is heading up to Connecticut um, this weekend. He's going to be up there a few weeks hanging with his pops. And um, so we want to keep remembering him. I, I heard the surgery went well. It did. You okay? Bang. <laughs> This is Robot Nestor the Mailman. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering what I'm hearing here. So anyway, uh, great to have Nestor back with us, sharing with us. It's pretty awesome to uh, have him whenever he gets to share the word. You know that's his passion. So, All right, Lindsay, we haven't had a top five in quite a while. Why don't you share with us what you got for the crowd? All right, so I pulled top five off of iTunes right now. Because apparently Billboard now won't let you access it unless you pay for a membership. So, but it's, I think it's similar. But um, starting at number five, we've got for King and Country, Burn the Ships. This is riveting. Oh, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> I like this song. I've been liking them a lot more lately. Like, I've never heard this. The stuff that they've been putting out. It's a nice song. Yeah, they've been, uh, this album that they have out has been, different songs have been in the top five for a while. Mm. Yeah. So, all right, coming in at number four is Zach Williams and Dolly Parton is There Was Jesus. Wow, that's pretty. Yeah. That's really cool. I haven't heard this. They sound really good to me. Yeah. That's a nice song. Yeah. Dolly Parton also did a song with uh, For King and Country recently. In the shadows of the I like that though. I just like that Rod's comment. Two for two so far is it's <laughs> a nice song. <laughs> so I'm really hoping all of them are nice songs. Right, That's what I'm now rooting. Number three, Casting Crowns with That's Nobody a nice song. <laughs> featuring Matthew West. Fun fact, Chris Moore was one of the guys who was clapping in the background of this song. <laughs> I wish. You're famous. <laughs> that one, right? There. <laughs> and uh, number two. That was a nice song. <laughs> 
Number two, surprise, surprise, Lauren Daigle with Rescue. Yeah. She's going to be down here for another three years. I read an article recently that she has taken some record as a Christian recording artist. I don't, I don't, do you remember what it was? Her number one song has yeah. been number one for 63 weeks in a row. Yeah. And she's had, wow. for 65 weeks, has been in the top 40 on Billboard. Wow. So this... This is a nice song. <laughs> it's a, it is a nice song. And then coming in at number one, this is the one that's been number one for that's 63 right. weeks, is You Say, Lauren Daigle. I just think it's funny. I love that song. Man, Everybody, that when song. she first came out, they're like, oh, she's just an Adele knockoff. Nah. I, mean, I know we've talked about this before. This chick is just so talented. And she's not like a one-hit wonder. I mean, just so many great songs. I, I really enjoy her yeah. music. I love that song. Man, I love that song. So that's the one that's been hanging out at number one for a long time now. Good stuff. I noticed no Gaithers again. Um, But I uh, really appreciate all of that music. I I don't know. Obviously, this is going to shock all of you. I don't know much about the modern day um, artists that are out there. And so when you guys bring them up, but sometimes I go home and I try to find them and I buy them on, I buy at least a single on my iTunes or whatever and put it on my thing so I can listen to it. I love that You Say song by Lauren mm-hmm. Daigle. Just absolutely spectacular. So yeah, it's, that's, a nice it's a nice song. It's a really nice song. Nice song. It's a nice song. Man, you blew you the up line. The Holy cow, it's one word. Oh, anyway. <laughs> so it, great stuff. Thanks, Lindsay, for sharing that with us. That was, uh, um, we missed that over the last few weeks, so it's nice to have you sharing with that. Um, again, I uh, really appreciate all of the talent that is out there. Um, it's amazing how many um, groups and singers and and uh, how much music is out there. And what I love is having a team like this who all listen to it and all understand it. Lindsay brings it to our worship and... and um, uh, I just appreciate it so much. You know, it's kind of funny. I like to tell people when they feel like it's usually the more experienced folk who feel like today's music, you know, whatever. And I always say, you know, there's a lot of music out there that I don't get either. I don't understand it. But every time it comes up on stage and every time we sing it, it's like God speaks to me through that music. And that's what I love about worship. I feel like that is the closest I am to hearing from God, except maybe when I get alone in my prayer time, when my prayer time is really going well. Worship, I just feel like God just speaks so loudly to me. I don't know about you guys, how how you feel about it, but it just it's a time it's it's a time where my prayer language comes out more than any other time, and um, it's just a great experience with the Lord. No, so appreciate you bringing that out, Lindsay. And like I said, I'm glad you're back on stage with us. We sure do appreciate all the work Savannah's done yes. with us. And yeah, man, true. we are so, so <clears throat> blessed to have a young lady like that in our congregation that has that talent. And more than the talent is the heart that she has uh, to help people come into 
the presence of the Lord on Sunday morning. So I really appreciate her as well. So sometime we'll have to have her on the show. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, that'd really be fun, should. you know, to to have Savannah on our show here. So anyway, thanks, Linz, for that. I really appreciate it. Listen, um, today I want to talk to you guys about something that's really been hitting me hard recently. And I don't know whether it's because of trying to hear the voice of God on some things, some decisions we're making at the church, or or whether it's through my Bible study that I'm doing with our small group, or just my personal study. But I believe that now more than ever, there is a call to the church to return to God's Word. I have seen a real disconnect on what's being taught or propagated or even believed in what is truly found in the Word of God. It's easy to hear a saying or a cliche and, and attribute it to the Word because it sounds right, or at least it sounds mostly right. But the truth is, a lot of things that have been attributed to God or to Christ or the church or the Bible are not true at all. You guys can think of some things that Mm -hmm. have been said over the years that really are not found in Scripture. In fact, we did a series on it about, you know, these these false news, these fake news things that we've had um, that people attribute to, well, God says this, and no, God doesn't say that. But I want to tell you why. I truly believe that the enemy's greatest strategy is not to tell you outlandish lies about God. He knows he can't show you a square peg and tell you it's round, and you'll believe it. He knows that. He doesn't expect that to change you. So what he does is he tells you things that sound right. He brings out teaching that sounds right, that has some truth, but not the complete truth. You've got to remember that the enemy disguises himself as what? An angel of light. Mm-hmm. Not something little imp in a red suit with a pitchfork. The angel disguises himself to look as though he's something good. I heard a quote this past week in my study that I just loved. It's by C.H. Spurgeon. It said this, not only do we ask God to help us discern between right and wrong, but we have got to ask God to help us know the difference between right and almost right. That's Mm. good. Isn't that good? Mm. That is so good. Well, you know, with the devil coming out as the angel of light and trying to be almost right, just to tweak it a little bit, how do we know what is right if we don't know the word? Right. So as I looked at it, and as I look at today's church, and as I hear people talk about trying to study the Bible, whatever, there's a lot of reasons why they don't. And we all know that many people struggle to read and study and meditate on the Word of God. I myself have gone through that struggle at times. You know, you get busy, you get going, you got things that sometimes the urgency replaces the important, you know, in our lives. You guys ever run into that where... Man, your schedule gets taken over by things that seem important, but they're really not the things that are most important, right? Yeah. And so I've been through that, and and I know that there are people that get busy. I know there are people that struggle truthfully that they even lack a hunger for it. You know, um, good example is today with the sushi, right? I mean, I like teasing uh, Chris about it, but I don't have a hunger for or hankering for, you know, um, what's that stuff called? Sushi? Sushi, thanks. 
<laughs> Sorry. I went, I went brain dead there for a second. For sushi, I don't have a hunger for it. A lot of people don't have a hunger for the word of God, and they don't, they don't read it. Some, some people don't read it because when they've tried, it seems kind of lifeless to them. Like, it's not really speaking to them. They're not, nothing's jumping off the page, you know, and they, they're struggling with it, you know. I know that I've had some of those at different times in my life. That's not necessarily a good confession for a pastor, but it's true nonetheless. So what do you do? Well, I want to give you just a couple things that I would encourage you to do. If you're out there listening, you're saying, yeah, I struggle with it a little bit. I, I want to encourage you just, just a few things today. I want to talk to you, first of all, that there is a need to persevere. All right. One of our problems is we get into the Word, and after, if something's not happening, if it's not really bubbling inside you, if it's not really, you just kind of set it aside. You don't stay at it. And I really want to encourage you out there to understand it's very important to persevere. Now, here's why. The first thing is because spiritual growth takes time, plain and simple. The Bible says in Hebrews 5, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid solid food. Now, we can sit there and say, boy, these people need to be eating the meat of the word and not just drinking the milk of the word. But what that implies to me is there's a growth time mm -hmm. in your spiritual understanding. Yeah. Have you guys ever experienced a time where you feel like God took you to a new level in your spiritual growth or your spiritual understanding through the word? Yeah. Have you absolutely. ever had that time? Yeah. I remember in Bible college, um, when, I, when I got there, it's funny because I... Grown up in church my whole life, you take a Bible literacy test, and I flunked it miserably. And I was wow. just like, and I thought like, oh, I've been to Sunday school my entire life. And that was one of my favorite times uh, as a believer. I was a young believer uh, as far as just it being a personal decision. And I can still remember every semester just looking back and thinking like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize I could have grown this much and, mm. and it over and over and over again. And that's where the shot came from. Cause it was like, yeah, you, once or twice you think, yeah, God's doing something cool, but every semester. And I think it's just because every day, I mean, mm -hmm. almost from the beginning till the end morning chapel to morning classes, nightly devotions. Uh, we just, we just were in God's word and it just transformed my life. And yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. Bible college is one of those times it's kind of, I always call it a church camp experience. The mm -hmm. reason kids have such a spiritual elevation is because for the first time in their life, for five straight days, all they talk about is the things of the Bible and God and, yeah. you know, praising and singing songs and all that. And that's so new to them that it actually touches their soul. It's not just an emotional thing, right? Yeah. It's part of their soul. And, and our emotions are part of our soul. And so, and God speaks to our emotions. So I don't discount it like, well, there's nothing really there. It's just that that can't be something that carries us. But Bible college is kind of the same way. You start going, man, there's much more to this than I knew. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so, so, you know, it does take time to grow. It takes time to learn, to learn the Word of God, to learn what's expected of us, to learn what um, God is like. You know, one of the important things to try to discern on what God wants in your life is you, first of all, need to understand the character of God mm -hmm. because God will never contradict his character, right? Everything that God tells you stays within the boundaries of the word. And if it goes outside those boundaries, it's not from God. God's right. not going to contradict himself, right? Well, it's hard to know if, he's if the word is contradictory to God if you don't know the word itself. It takes time to develop. 
You know, it takes time to develop Christ-like character. I'm sure you guys can look back in your life and know about times that used to be, something used to be evident that wasn't Christ-like that God has given you victory over Mm -hmm. since then. And you can look at that and be thankful for it, but it wasn't just overnight. Right. Right? There's that long, you know, walk, and God continues to develop in us. And it also takes time to understand what God wants out of us. Mm -hmm. Because God wants something different out of all of us, right? Chris, you're a you're a youth pastor. God wants you to be a youth pastor. He's called you to be a youth pastor. I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, he has not called me to be a youth pastor. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's a shock. Lindsay, you lead worship. God's called you to that. You have a heart for it, an anointing for it. I can tell you, God has not called me, right? Yes. Matt. Forget it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like teasing, man. I'm just kidding. But, you know, there there is a sense of what God is growing us into. And so it just takes time to grow. All right. Another reason to persevere is because spiritual growth takes repetition. You know, there's a verse in the Bible that we quote a lot for giving. And it's taken out of Second Corinthians 9, and it says, The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. And we often look at that as serving in the church and giving your money and all that kind of stuff, but there is also a reciprocal effect to you, that if you put your effort into staying in the Word and reading it, even when it's not jumping off at the page, off the page, that you're pouring into your life that, as it says in Romans, that renewing of your mind, right? That comes through the word. Yeah. And so when we do that, God continually moves, moves you forward is the best way to put it. And so as you continue to do it over and over and over again, God moves you forward. And the things that he does, he helps you overcome the mistakes that you used to make because you start getting better at how you're going. Mistakes are common when you start in your Christian life. Mistakes are common when you start in the Word. Uh, uh, we're always spiritual babies, and we got to grow, and we got to mature. And, you know, when you when your child begins to walk, you hold two fingers, and then pretty soon you let them go, and you let them take that one or two steps, and they fall. You don't say, oh, you fell. Let's pick you up forever. Yeah. And never walk again. You keep getting them to do that because after a while they become more and more sure. We do the same when we walk with God. And so I think it's important to persevere because you're honing skills with mm-hmm. the Lord. I played um, a lot of uh, ball growing up, and I, whatever sport I played, um, you have repeat drills that you do constantly. Over and over. Um, You do dribbling between the chairs for basketball or the cones, and you get down on the floor, you dribble on your right hand, you cut through the cones, you dribble on your left hand, you cut through the cones, you dribble on the right, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then you have to go behind your back, and then you have to go through your legs, all that kind of stuff constantly. And you get to the point where you do it so often you're bored with it because you're not even thinking about it. But it's become so habitual in your life. Now, the reason you want to get to that point is because when you're in a game, and someone's guarding you, you're not thinking about dribbling. You're not thinking about a bounce pass or a layup or whatever. It's just natural. In our Christian life, there are things that God gives us to sharpen us, to make us better at walking this journey. And so as we study the Word, you're constantly going through those things in your mind. 
One thing I've not been very good at in my life is memorizing scripture. Are you guys very good at that? Do you guys do that? I am currently. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rod jokes me because I, I get books and then I... I joke. I'm so. always... Uh, he jokes me about it and I, I talk about it all the time, but... <laughs> I'm going through a book by a fantastic teacher. His name is Mark Moore. It's called Core 52. And for um, it, it gives you one verse uh, to study for a week. And uh, anyway, so each week as part of it, one of the days of it is to memorize it. And so I'm hoping by the end of this year, I've got 52 new verses. So I've got uh, some index cards. And I'm every week, I write it down as part of my memorization because I'm a visual learner. And I'm just kind of drilling myself. And so... Open, no, I have not typically been good, but yeah, surprisingly, the answer is yes wow, right now. Cool. Yeah, very good. What about you guys? Have yeah. you been involved in memoriz- scripture memorization? I did that a little bit when I was going through a discipleship book with um, a previous pastor in my life, mm-hmm. and I was, each section had a specific memory verse, and then it would gradually take away the words, you know, so that you keep on... Um, having to fill in the blanks or, mm-hmm. or eventually you have to write the whole entire um, verse out. Um, but sadly, no, not since then. Okay. That was a few years ago. All right. How about you, Linz? Well, we memorized scripture and rooted. Um, but you know, it's funny. I was just sitting here thinking, I used to be really good at memorizing scripture and like made that a part of my regular life and i think google has ruined it for me because mm. now i can just pick up my phone oh yeah it's about a little bit about this i can oh there it is so it's like it's everything is available at your fingertips that like makes you lazy about memorizing mm. scripture that's a good point that's a good point i i think it does you're right i i, I just got done reading a book and um it was about the challenges going on in the United States of America right now and the spiritual challenges. And one of the things that he said, he gave a, a verse and I love that verse so much that I went to my Bible and I underlined it and I memorized it, you know, and, um, uh, I knew that God was speaking to me as I was reading that book. It was, it was intriguing me, you know? And so I really, just here in the last week or two, I really kind of recommitted to trying to pick out verses, not just for the sake of memorization. Mm-hmm. I don't want, to, but something that speaks to me. I'm trying to memorize that verse and say, okay, well, that that's something that maybe God wants to put so I can draw from later. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I think that's important. The reason it's important to persist in that and to try to study it and sharpen yourself with it is because the Bible says that the word of God is what? It's it's a two-edged sword. It has It's swift and powerful. It's part of our armor. And you got to be able to call upon the word. If you don't know it, it doesn't mean that, oh, it's part of your armor. So you walk around and hit people in the head with your Bible. What it means is I know the word. You don't have to quote it exactly. I remember my freshman year in college, we had memorization verses. We had little packs of cards, and you had to memorize a verse every day. And you had to quote it to get full credit for it. And you could not miss an and, a the, uh, anything. You had to quote it exactly as it was on that card. And I think it was King James Version, too. So that always made it easier. But um, uh, but I just remember that I don't think that's what God is impressed by. You know, I can't remember the exact words of the verse, but it basically the verse I memorized this week from reading that book is this is why the Son of Man was revealed so that he might defeat the works of the devil. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that verse. Man, got to remember, Jesus came to defeat the works of the devil, and his work is complete. You know, so it's a great reminder for all of us. So uh, anyway, uh, I want to encourage you to persist so that it can uh, by repetition. The other thing I want you to understand is this. You can regress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can be good at something and after a while you're going to slow down. You know, um, we regress simply by failing to grow, just like that Bible verse said in, a, in Hebrews 5, you know, that you should be drinking, you ought to be teachers, you should be eating the meat of the word, but you're still drinking milk. There's a time where, man, you get up and you get going and, and it kind of slows down and we regress. We can regress a lot of ways, going back into the ways of the world, getting into bad habits, um, just ignoring the word, get, like we talked about earlier, getting too busy, whatever. There's a lot of things that can do it, but... We need to remember that that's not the reason we quit. That's not the reason that we stop. Oh, man, I messed up again. God already knows that we're going to mess up, okay? God already knows that we're going to have a hard time. Second Peter 2 says, For if after they escape the defilements of the world through the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the last state has become worse for them than the first. So what Peter is saying is they at one time walked with Christ, they at one time had this great relationship, but now they've fallen back into the ways of the world and now they're entangled again. Let's face it, that happens with all of us, even pastors. Mm-hmm. We get into the things that entangle us. The reason I think that's important is because that is the, that is the um, MO of the enemy. The enemy is not going to get you to throw your Bible away right? He's not going to get you to decide you don't need it anymore. What he's going to do is he's going to try to tangle you up into other things, whether it's busy or even things like physical health, things like that, or discouragement. Discouragement can keep us out of the word, can't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it can keep us from praying, I know people that that get discouraged and they stop going to church and they stop going being a part of the body of Christ for such a long time. And so I really want to encourage you out there that if you've fallen and if you said, man, I used to be on fire and now I'm not or whatever, that's not the unpardonable sin. You can get back at it. Yeah. God wants to restore that fire in you. God wants to draw you close once again. So I want to encourage you on that. So here's what I want to give you. If you want to maintain some perseverance, <laughs> I want to encourage you to understand self-control is important. The Bible says in 2 Peter 1, with knowledge is self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness. I want you to notice how close self-control is to knowledge and godliness. That you got to have that if you're going to grow and to draw closer to God. You got to be able to self-control to to get yourself in the right place and have those disciplines in place. I'm a morning person. If you know me at all, you know I like the morning. And I get up, 90% of the time I get up before anybody else in the house. And when I'm really right in my studies, you know, when my when, when that Bible is just so alive, like I'm in that place right now in my spiritual journey, man, I can't wait to get my shower, feed the dog, go get my cup of coffee, and sit down there on the couch, have the light on. I don't open up my emails or Facebook or anything. That's that stuff. In fact, I purposely set it down away from me so I can't just grab it and look at it. And I just start with the Word of God. 
And, and the reason I do that in the morning is that's the one I'm most disciplined. Things won't interfere yet. Only thing I have to do is to get my butt out of bed. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing. And that's f- thankfully relatively easy for me. So tomorrow I'm going to start a new process with Lindsay and the boys. So I'm going to have to get up just that much earlier. But I'm okay with that because I enjoy that time. So practice some self-control and some self-discipline. Take those small steps. Do you guys have anything that help you make sure you spend time in the Word? Is there anything in specific? Do you guys have a special time of day when you do it? What works for you? After the kids go to bed. (laughs) After the kids go to bed. That makes a lot of sense. And honestly, after Josh goes to bed too, so then like the whole house is quiet and I'm done with thinking about having to do anything for the kids or Josh or the house. And so then I can sit with the Lord undistracted. Mm. So that's usually for me when. One of my favorite stories, Lynn's in the history of the church was the mother of John and Charles Wesley, Susanna Wesley. She had 17 kids, if I remember correctly. Oh and in order to spend her time in prayer, she would take her dress and just lift it up over her head. <laughs> And her kids would be in the, you know, these are one one room houses, you know, they, they, they weren't rich by any stretch. And so they'd be running all around the house, but she would lift her dress up, <laughs> put it over her head, and she would have time of prayer. I, I think that that's really a great example of someone who says, listen, you know, not every time works, but I need my time. Mm-hmm. So I want to encourage you in that. How about you, Chris? Do you have any time where it works better for you to have time in the Word? Uh, Yes. Yeah, so... Unfortunately, with getting up so early like you, I um, also work at a coffee shop too. So I have to be um, up and alert and ready and going at 5.45 in the morning. Um, So my times are in the evening um, before I'm going to bed. Uh, Surprisingly, that's when I'm most alert as well. So um, Yeah, we've noticed. Not mostly. Not more. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I struggle in the morning. Um, so I enjoy uh, the evening. That's where I'm most fo- focused. That's when I get actually most of my work done. Too. Oh, that's good. So I can knock out stuff in the evening and then also right before I go to bed. Um, cool. Very good. What about you, Matt? For me, um, <clears throat> I, I can't do it at night, man. I just get too sleepy anymore. And uh, after I get to home, after I get home <laughs> from work, good gracious. Sorry guys. <laughs> You know, it's like, man, right after I get the kids down, that's Pam and I's time. And after we watch a show or two, I'm just done. Like, I've tried it at that moment. Not anymore. And so for me, what's hard is I'm not really a morning person either. <laughs> People, they only split it into two options, morning or in the evening. And it's like, man, I'm struggling uh, for either of them. I mean, my peak my peak energy time is really is like between like 9 and 12. Well, let me encourage so, you. Sir. My very first thing. And sincerely, when we were first married, um, out of college, things like that, I was not a morning person at all. Um, And I would sleep as late as I could, get up, take a shower, and go over to the office. And then it took me forever to kind of get going. I didn't have a coffee maker in the office or anything. So I just remember how hard it was for me to get going. It wasn't until, honestly, I got out of ministry and I got uh, into another world of business and I had the requirement to get up yeah. and to get into work. Lindsay can tell you I used to leave before they'd be up. I'd leave in dark and I'd get home at dark. But 
I it got me going, and so it's almost like that repetition that I talked about. Yeah. As, as you continue to do it, continue to do it, your body clock does change. So I want to encourage you. I, I noticed when I walked in yesterday, you were back studying the Word and reading yeah. and things like that. I want to encourage you to, to, and I know that you got responsibilities I don't have in the morning. You get the kid yeah, off, chip, yes. daycare, stuff like that. So yeah. you have a different, but I do want to encourage you. Fortunately, all three of you, being that I'm your boss, you really only have one day that I want to see you at a certain time in the morning, and that's Tuesdays. Yeah. Every other time, you know, if you start your day, wherever you start your day, and if you want to pull away and do your word, study in the word, that that's fine. That, that that doesn't make any difference to me. But not everybody gets that. Some of these listeners out there are saying, nope, I punch clock at 8 o'clock, and I don't punch out till 5 o'clock, and all that kind of stuff. Well, if you're out there and you think, man, kind of like Matt or what Lindsay says, not not a morning person necessarily, I get it. Um, but your body clock will change if you want to, if you want it to, and you just have to continue to do it. And yep, the enemy will do everything he can to make those sheets on your bed so stinking heavy you can barely get them <laughs> off. So I understand. I appreciate what you guys are saying. I also want to encourage out there, too, if you're having a hard time staying steadfast, get around like-minded people. All right? Get around people who treat it as important as you do who will encourage you and strengthening you. This is the church. Listen to what the Bible says in Hebrews 10. For you have need of endurance, so that what you have done, when you've done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. For yet in a little while, the coming one will come and will not delay. But my righteous one shall live by faith. If he shrinks back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. But if we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith, we and, and we... Pres- I preserve their souls. Here's what he's saying. If you're around people of faith and continue to walk with them, when you're weak, when you're tired, they help carry you. They help push you through. You know, the one thing I love about the Bible is that the Bible doesn't come just in the printed page. It comes through the mouths of others. I cannot tell you how many times I've listened on the radio or or even scrolling on Facebook and I see this post and I'm like, man, yeah, that remind you know, whether I'm being, whether I feel like I'm discouraged that day or whatever, and something comes across in some way, shape, or form. So it doesn't mean, well, I read my Bible and that's the only revelation of God. God gives us his word in many ways. So that's the beautiful thing about it, and I want to encourage you on that. So keep your eye on the prize. Stay working. Stay stay uh, pursuing that goal of knowing the word. You know, one last thing. There's a great parable about the sower. In the parable of the sower, uh, there's a story of a couple soils, but the two that I always remember is the rocky soil and the good soil. The only difference between the rocky soil and the good soil was time, was perseverance. The same seed fell on both. When the seed fell on the rocky soil, it immediately grew. Remember? But its roots could not grow deep. It couldn't stay at it. And so what happens? It withers and dies away. All right. The only difference is that the good soil could stay and could persevere. The difference is found in the one who has persevered. If spiritual growth is going to occur in your life, beginning it alone is not enough. Progress in the pa- of the, over the past is not sufficient. We need to persevere today and tomorrow. Sometimes it's easier than others. I get that. And if you're out there, I want you to hear me. I know that sometimes it's hard. 
But I'm telling you, stay at it. Continue to moving forward with the word. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Doesn't have to be an hour-long devotion. You can read one or two verses, whatever. But stay at it. Stay in the word every day. I promise you, not only will it get easier, it'll be more enjoyable. So I hope that encourages you. I hope that you're out there and wondering or, or hoping for a little bit more depth and strength in your worship or in your study. And if you are, I hope that helps you today. All right. Anybody got any other closing comments on that before we move on? Thinking. I'm sorry. I put him to sleep here. You guys, <laughs> if you're out there listening, all three of them have dozed and Mike is laying on the floor. Well, sprawl I out. think you touched <clears throat> on something earlier on about sometimes we're not even hungry for the word. And that kind of got me thinking is, well, how do you get hungry? Like, so it made me think of the couple times I've cut sugar out of my diet, which is terrible and hard. <laughs> but uh, at first it's terrible, but then after a while you don't miss it, right? Until you have like a soda or something with sugar in it. And then you're like, oh crap, it's right back. I need sugar. And so I think it's, it doesn't always happen that fast, but disciplining yourself, you know, self-control is like you were talking about. It's not just not doing the wrong things. It's choosing to do the right things. Mm -hmm. And so choosing to get yourself in the word, even if you don't feel like it, mm -hmm. which is hard if you're discouraged or depressed, um, but doing it anyway, you'll get hungry again. Good word. So Good word. Anyone else? Well, listen, I appreciate you listening out there today. And um, again, get at it and stay at it. I think you're going to see God really work in your heart and soul. So the word is there for you. We are going to the next most, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. I, I'm glad, sometimes I'm glad we don't have a camera. You should see Chris's um, face though. <laughs> but we're going to an experience right now that I think is going to be Ah, oh, golly, experiential. Um, maybe it's educational. Educational is that what it is, Mike? Okay, that's a good way to put it. Extremely. Are we recording this? So, oh, it's going to be on. Oh no! no, no. Oh, okay, oh, good. It's like, oh yes. So, no. listen, if you're if you're out there, I'm going to try to describe <laughs> this to you about uh, evidence of audio <laughs> and video, yeah, yeah, yeah. just in case something happens. I'm going to I'm going to describe this to you a little bit if I can. Um, Chris came in late, as I stated before, and so we decided he has to participate in this challenge. <laughs> and so what is going to happen is Chris is going to get an ear cleaning. That's right. You heard me. An ear cleaning. We have these long... Ear candles. Ear candles that <laughs> we're going to stick in Chris's ear and Matt gets the privilege so to... Dr. Matt right now. <laughs> Matt's putting on his rubber gloves right now. There you go. And um, Chris is going to have to take off his headsets. And uh, we're going to burn the candle in his ear. Lighting <laughs> so, it on fire. Uh, Chris, let me ask you something while you're there right now. What's going through your head besides... Earwax. Earwax. Uh, just absolute terror. These things... <laughs> Oh, man. I wish I could just describe it. 
it's a really long tube that he's going to. It looks like a long string of carrot. Yes. He's going to light a carrot on fire in your ear. He's going to put that in my ear. We're just worried about your hygiene and you're getting married and everything. I don't know what this has to do with me being married. Because, you know, there's certain things that you just don't realize. I'm doing your wedding and I want you to hear those vows. Completely groomed. Because Savannah, you know, looks at me every day and checks my ears. Yes. Looks like you have some wigs in there. I'm sure she does. <laughs> Savannah. If not, she will. She will. Savannah, he meant <laughs> that in the greatest amount of love. So, honey, just so you know. But anyway, so Matt has this ear candle, and it is, th- there's a hole punched on a little paper plate, and he's got it through there. The point of the candle goes into right. Chris's ear, I'm and then. I'm inserting it into Chris's. <laughs> Ear at the moment. The ear orifice. Who needs and the ear? Now, team? what are you doing now, Matt? Now, I've, I've got uh, a little paper plate that the thing is through, and I'm going to light the top of it, okay? And uh, Chris is shaking right now. And it's also barely in there, Matt. Is it barely in there? Well, I'm trying not to destroy your eardrum. Uh, I'll get it. I'll get it in there. I just don't want to fall. You can, okay. put your, you can put your hand in underneath and. Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You grab the. You do that part. Okay. <laughs> I have to participate in this. Matt, yeah. would it help if you poured some gasoline down on that before you lit it? Would it light easier? Uh, we 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 can talk about other. We can do hot topic during the the time it's. Get it? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Get it. How long does this take? This is definitely like a hot few topic minutes. right now. I think it's going. I think we're good. Wow, that's, yeah. that's a big flame. This is going well. <laughs> Chris, are you feeling anything right now? Not really. Not really. Okay. Right. Good. What does it sound like? I'm just. My hands are it, sweating because I'm so nervous. It's. It's gonna. We, we've got about a three inch flame it's right now. It's actually going pretty quick. That's that thing is rolling right now, Wait. guys. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> what did he just ask? What's happening? What's happening? Uh, hey, should, hey, should <laughs> should the plate be on fire? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, this is Whatever really. You do do not move. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, don't don't move. This is uh, this is an interesting experience. I know that you're listening to it on that side. I just want to let you know that this is the brainstorm of Mike Resendi. So don't worry, I'm filming it right but now. So. If you see, I just shot a boomerang. If you if you see them, you might want to ask them for what they have on their camera. Listen, but Chris is going to be able to, to hear so much better. His harmony is going to be on point. That's right. For Out of one ear for worship. It's yeah, great. Perfect. It's to serve the Lord. That's see, right. Wait, we're only doing one ear. <laughs> You're good. Next one. year. You're right. Next podcast. And everybody, we have a second one. This is my good ear too. We do. We have a second one right here. Did you say uh, that's your good ear? Yes. All right, well, you have a you have a good and bad ear. I might have slight hearing loss in my right ear. He's been hanging oh, out with Ty for too. For what? <laughs> it's a long story. Okay. Well, we have time. <laughs> you definitely have time. Well, you got so some time. We don't know. I had a really bad ear infection when I was a baby, which destroyed part Aww. of my eardrum. Thanks for bringing it up, you guys. You're jerks. Oh, sorry. Do you feel I'm anything in your ear yet? Do you yet? hear anything? Do you hear anything crackling? Yeah, I hear things crackling. That's good. Or bad. You know what that is, don't you? That's the. Did you know that your inner ear is made up of tiny little bones? That's your bones in there kind of responding to the heat, okay. expanding and contracting. So you'll be fine, maybe. You're a regular scientist over there. <laughs> Not really. No. I couldn't remember what sushi was called. <laughs> what is that? After you just said it. I know. It was, he stayed at a Holiday Express. Because you had night. about an inch of this uh, ear horn. 
<laughs> burnt down so far. Your your ear carrots only burned about. <laughs> did, you say, did you say ear carrots? Ear horn? Hey, ear horn. Let's, yeah. let's go into a hot topic. Yeah, let's uh, do that ready? while this is going on. Yeah, let's do the intro. <laughs> you know what it's time for? Hot topic. All right, Matt's got with us Hot Topic. Matt, why don't you share with us some of the news you want to... Uh, I've got actually got a couple of really cool stories uh, today. Uh, and the first one, uh, I'm, I would be surprised if many people did not see this clip that was going around the internet. It was of this uh, young man. Uh, his name was Brant Jean. And uh, in September of uh, last year, uh, unfortunately, a uh, police officer... Uh, mistakenly went into his brother's apartment and uh, shot and killed him. And uh, man, it just talk about a tragic, uh, just uh, tragic event in his life and his family's lives, and uh, something that I hope that I never have to go through. Uh, but what's uh, what made headlines uh, is that this young man during the sentencing, which was uh, this uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, this young man. Uh, he's 18 years old. He gets up on the stand and he makes uh, he, he just gives this comment that blows everyone away. You know, you expect in that situation frustration and hurt and anger just to pour out of this guy. Uh, it was his older brother uh, who was shot and killed. And uh, but these are the words of uh, of this young man uh, to uh, the officer who's in the courtroom at the time. And he says to uh, her, he says, "I love you like anyone else," and uh, he, he goes through and, and he says to her, "He says, I know if you go to God and you ask Him, He will forgive you. I love you just like anyone else, and I'm not going to hope you rot and die. I personally want what's best for you. I wasn't going to say this in front of my family. I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you because I know that's exactly what Botham uh, would have wanted for you. Uh, give your life to Christ." I think giving your life to Christ is the best thing uh, Botham would have wanted for you. And, wow. and then in that moment, I mean, like I, I got teary eyed um, watching this, uh, watching this, uh, the clip of what's going on. And he says, can I, can I please give her a hug? And, uh, and he says, please just by itself. And he gets down and he gives uh, his brother's killer a hug. And now, now I, what's amazing about it is, I mean, just such a tragic thing. And, uh, and this young man, it's obvious this guy has been raised right. Uh, his parents are phenomenal. His brother uh, there is, is known for his faith, and he really wanted to honor God. And I just uh, I love that thought that in any moment of his life, you know, he's sitting there thinking, I I'm going to honor God right now. And so just a, tr uh, a fantastic story. Did you guys see the clip and yeah, uh, want to share watched, your thoughts it on it? I watched it live. You watched it live. Wow. Yeah, what was, was that like? It was pretty intense. Yeah. It was pretty intense. That's very cool. That's a great story. It's great a great story. story. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and so either way, I, uh, Topher, how you doing? Uh, can I give him a hug? This. Your Honor, can I give him a hug? <laughs> Please, I'm going to need it. I think, I think we're good. I think Chris, we can... Chris, you're about an inch away right now, buddy. Still? An yeah. inch from the end. <laughs> Still like five minutes ago. <laughs> no, I said you were an inch into it at that oh. moment. You now you've got an inch to go. Oh goodness! <laughs> are we calling it, Mike? Yeah, let's do it. Chris, are you done? Do you just like? Wait, wait, oh, oh, no, no, you gotta hold still. <laughs> okay. You gotta hold still. What's it still? Is it still crackling and all that? Yeah. Do you feel? 
Any kind Still of crackling. Yeah. Okay. You want me to? You want me to just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. suffocate it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Here we go. You're just ready? there you go. Ow. <laughs> Ow! You're not the one who suffocated it. Shoved it in my ear. Oh. All right. So open that uh, towel up. Open yes. that towel up yes, a little bit. Here we I'm go. so scared of this. Why are you scared of this? I want to see Ugh. this yeah, right here. Yeah. Here we go. Do we have so you a have to uh, cut the cut the end off where your hand is? Right here? Yeah, there's a plastic part. No, 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 the other. This end. Oh my this god. This is not done. What do you want? <laughs> Currently uh fire alarms. How are you feeling, Chris? Are, are about to go out well, right my now. Left ears. Feels a little clearer. Does it really? I don't know. <laughs> he said, I don't know. I can't believe we're about to. This what, is, what are we doing? What is this our has life This great right now? potential for being disgusting. <laughs> so basically, you have to cut it there and open it. Oh, okay. my gosh. You got it, man. Here. I, got a, I got a glove. Or unravel it. Actually, unravel it. Oh, unravel it? Yeah, it should be, should be able to unravel it. Hang on one second. I got to <laughs> get this other say? glove back on. Yeah, like, I'd be putting <laughs> both gloves on. Uh, yeah. Matt, when's the last time you had a tetanus shot? <laughs> Not <laughs> recent enough, I'm sure. Savannah, we want to. We won't. We'll let you know how much wax just poured out of his ear in just a second. Oh my I'm gosh, so Savannah, this. this is this holy is cow! Amazing. Get a bowl. Okay, you can unwind it. Oh, Here no. we go. Dude, do it over the plate. Describe <laughs> the smell right now. Oh no! It's pouring out. It's slowly no. uh, pouring out. Oh, right there! Look at that. Oh no way. No way. No, 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 no. Yeah. That has to be That's a lot. <laughs> no, this is part of the thing. So that's okay, okay. that's that, what's game out. That's that's still other stuff. Ew. That's like the size of a It's about a gram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How would you know that again? I'm all right. Well, listen, that was disgusting. And um I appreciate Chris. I appreciate I you. Got to do the right. You. <laughs> he can't walk straight. He's going to leave. We got another. But we don't have to take the show time for that because, well, that was disgusting, and I want to get out of here before you do that again. But um, in case you didn't know, you know, Matt said it was about a gram. So um, it's just a nice little pebble of wax. Like, like a little wasabi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's about the size, a little bit smaller than a pea. So anyway, um, appreciate you doing that, Chris. I know Taking that one for the team. you this took is, one for the team, buddy. We are in the twilight zone right now. <laughs> so, and, uh, wow. I know you are. That was that was something. So Matt, you got a hotter topic for us too. Hotter topic. I don't know how I'm gonna top let's that. Get, right let's get let's get off the earwax. Yeah, a, yeah. Let's be done with that a, and move on. Be glad on it wasn't about quickly. boogers or something. You know. Yeah, yeah. Actually, did you know you can stick those up your Shoddy. nose and light it? Shoddy. And do the same thing. Shoddy. Um, hey, let, let's let's uh, let's talk about the last one and then we'll keep rolling. Hey, uh, this past week uh, during uh, Sunday, Ellen DeGeneres was seen. Uh, sitting at uh, the Cowboys uh, Stadium, and uh, she was seen sitting with uh, former President uh, George W. Bush, and uh, and so immediately uh, people uh, she started getting backlash uh, for. She being, made a comment yesterday. That's right, and so I'd like to. We got, uh, we got the clip. Do you have the clip? Yep. Oh man, even better than me reading it. Can you play it for us? Exactly. 
thing. I'm friends with George Bush. In fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. We're all different, and I think that we've forgotten that that's okay that we're all different. For instance, I wish people wouldn't wear fur. I don't like it, but, but I'm friends with people who wear fur. And I, I'm friends with people who are furry, as a matter of fact. I have <laughs> friends who should tweeze more. And I, I have... But just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean that I'm not going to be friends with them. When I say be kind to one another, I don't mean only the people that think the same way that you do. I mean be kind to everyone. Doesn't matter. Um, I, I, even people who are already playing Christmas music. I mean, seriously. <laughs> There's no excuse for that, but I'm kind to them. Anyway, I want to thank Jerry Jones, Charlotte Jones, for hosting us, and thanks President Bush and Laura for a Sunday afternoon that was so fun. By the way, you owe me $6 for the nachos. And Wow, guys. <laughs> that was awesome, wasn't it? I mean, for her to make that statement, as much as her, you know, obviously her lifestyle differs than what GW ran his presidency on and what his personal beliefs are, but yet for them to be able to have a relationship and to and for her to yeah. stand up and not, you know, be a flag for some sort of agenda, but yeah. saying, "Listen, I have friends that think differently than me, but that doesn't mean they can't be my friends." Right. I thought that was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when she says, "Be kind to everyone," just I, I thought that was fantastic. No, no, this is more than just a little cliche we throw around. No, we really mean this in our lives, right. and right. I, I don't know. I, I love that idea, and I, I think the church can learn from that. I think too. we absolutely can. I, I just I hate that Especially in our society. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Wow, well, it's never going to happen. So, <laughs> so well, I appreciate that. That yeah. was a, that was a great story, and and uh, you can get online and and see her response. How she both tweeted a response, and then she got up on te television and, right. and gave a response and uh, I really appreciated what she had to say that's a that's a that's a big step um, in the right direction you know you don't have to agree with everybody you know it's that old saying that you're reading lately that just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean I hate you that's right you know we need to relearn that in our society right and and I mean on both sides I mean in the church as well yeah. That we need to get better at understanding. We have a difference of opinion with people out there, but the worst thing we can do is not show them the love of Christ. I think it's it's so confusing for even millennials these days because they say, "Oh, don't hate, don't uh, you speak down on me, whatever." But then they feel like they have to win when they are standing for a topic, you know, or something. So it's kind of like a yin and yang. It's I don't. It's so confusing. Yeah. It's a it's a um, antagonistic place out there. And I don't think social media helps at all, no. to yeah. be truthful. So I think that we read not the majority, and that's what we're led to believe because so many posts get out there and we think, oh, that must be what the majority of Americans are thinking. But I don't believe it is. I believe the goodness of mankind um, will always be greater than the antagonistic anger that we find. And it should be greater in the church as well. Mm -hmm. So um, good stuff, Matt. Thanks for sharing that with us. Lindsay, what are we looking at coming up here at Kindred? Well, this weekend is the weekend with uh, our Kindred students group. Um, Chris has taken, you're taking how many kids up to OBX? It's like 12 and six liters. Yeah, Outer Banks. They're, they're doing a fall weekend up there. That's going to be really fun. 
So uh, if you haven't signed up, then you missed it. You should go next year. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I won't, I won't scare you like that. So, um, and hey, a couple other things coming up. October 20th is our annual chili cook-off. It's one of the Woo-hoo! greatest yeah. nights yeah. of the year. I'm not going to be there. Oh, wow. Oh, You're supposed no. to be my judge. Oh, who's no. who's no, going to not never enjoy to all the white chili? Again. I can phone in. We he was a judge last year. Oh, and by and looking then, at it, and then no, we doesn't find look good out to me. <laughs> he was a judge last year. And then we find out he doesn't like chili. <laughs> so that no, was, I like, like chili. I just have high high standards for chili. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so you definitely want to come out for that. Um, and there's a dessert auction. So if you're local, sign up. Bring a dessert. Bring a dessert. The money raised. It helps. It helps uh, support our our student ministry. Um, so they can do trips like the weekend and talking about Jesus. And th- so definitely come out, bring a dessert, bring a chili. And uh, you definitely want to win the prize I, trophy. I think that, that we get a good start a GoFundMe page. So when they're there, they actually can pay right there. And so if they don't yeah, have that's cash. That's a good idea, Toph. Hey. There's a talk. There's, there you go, Toph. So, <laughs> so uh, you can't say, oh, I don't have yeah, any Toph. cash. Tof. Okay. Yeah, tof. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> Let's move on. Ofer. <laughs> All right. Hey, if you haven't, if you haven't noticed yet, um, if you're on Spotify, our podcast now, the Kindred 360 that, podcast man? is on Spotify. That so is crazy, uh, isn't it? That's really Whether cool. you listen there or iTunes or the Google Play Store or wherever you listen, check Podbean. us out. But now you can look at us, uh, look us up on Spotify. And the last thing is just so you can put it on your radar. If you already don't know. November 4th is daylight savings time, which is my favorite one because it's fall back. Fall back. And we get another hour. Get another so hour. <laughs> it's and my favorite You know one. what's really good is you won't be late to church. Yeah. So uh, make sure you, I'm telling you a month ahead, so you have plenty of time to put it on your calendar and reset your alarm. Did you hear that, Chris? <laughs> yeah. Chris right now is Don't eating hot sauce. Don't be early to church. Chris and uh, so. so it's I, I don't know whether that's he's doing that to help his ear or what but anyway Chris is eating hot sauce Chris let me ask you something and then we're going to close out here so stop eating the hot sauce take it easy <laughs> I love Gee, hot sauce so Christmas. he's like a kid at a candy store Chris what's one thing you hope to see happen with your youth this weekend oh man so we're talking about getting to the word right well I spent I spent a lot of time in prayer And um, there's going to be an hour or so of them to just get alone with God, get into the word, pray. I made a devotional guide for them. It's it's like six pages or so, questions, verses, things for them to go through, to walk them through. Um, I mean, some of these students, I feel like maybe haven't even cracked open the Bible. Mm -hmm. Right. And so uh, that is my prayer for them. And I, just something that's been on my heart. And I think that this trip um, will be something that they will remember. Um, just solely, maybe even for that hour. Very cool. They're, yeah. they're, they're going to spend with the Lord. Mm. So if you're listening out there, listen, they leave Friday afternoon. They get back Sunday afternoon. You want to remember to pray for them. Pray for the kindred youth that God will ignite something in the souls of kids, mm-hmm. that God will be with Chris and his other sponsors so that they'll be used by God in the lives of children. I've seen kids' lives change through things like this. And so be praying for them, obviously, for safety as they travel and things like that, and that they have a good time. But more than that, that the Spirit of God will truly reach into their lives. So 
Chris, we I, I think it's going to be awesome. This is your first real retreat with them, isn't it? It you is. You did CIY before, but this we is did your first. CIY, uh, but that was, you know, we we went to a college. And yep. And they we did had, the program. And they yeah, did they everything own, for you, yeah. and then you came back, right? As opposed to this, where we are creating the whole weekend. For Way you. to go, yeah. dude. Way to go. That's Happy cool. for you. You'll, you'll <laughs> knock it out of the park, Toph. You'll knock it out of the right. park. So I'm sure it'll be a great experience for you. So, Matt, before we go, I want you to put a plug in for Rooted. Real yes. quick. Yeah, actually, uh, I preached all about discipleship, and that's oh, our okay, call. Oh, okay, forget right? it then. Lindsay, oh, you want to... <laughs> and, uh, and so if you're, if any of our people from our church are listening, they they, they should have got slapped a, a couple times with some good word and good influence of the Lord's Spirit. I know uh, last week while I was preparing, God was just, just hammering me. This has to be part of your life. I mean, the very last thing that Jesus said, y'all have heard me say before, was to go and make disciples. What kind of followers are we if we ignore the very last words of God? And so uh, here's what I'm going to say, guys. Rooted's 10 weeks. Uh, we're hoping that uh, if you can do that, it'll uh, spark something in your life uh, that would uh, that would change your outlook on uh, being discipled. We hope that everyone will go through Rooted at least once. And then from there, uh, part of your commitment is that I'm going to take someone else. And so yeah. I, in, in my heart and in my mind, as I, I'm dreaming about this, I just see coworkers who are whose uh, friends go to church? They don't know anything about God, and and conversations are started, and our people are saying, "Hey, well, I've got, I now have some tools in my hands to do it." Yeah. And so, would you go through this with me? Great vision. And Great vision. Um, and I just I don't know what could happen with it, but man, I just believe that that natural process of just mm-hmm. listening to God, who God, who are you pointing me at right now? And I'm going to be laser focused on that person and helping them know right. you. And not only that, but I'm going to tell them about you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna work them through a, a program that uh, that really it's not even program's a bad word. Uh, it's it's uh, it's an experience. It's a ten week experience, yes. and you grow so close with either one on one. You would grow so close, or if it was a small group, you would. So hey, if you haven't uh, considered rooted heavily, I'd encourage you to do so. Yeah, good stuff, Matt. Thanks. Listen, that's all the time we have today. I just don't want to remind I want to remind you that Kindred meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m at 10825 Midlothian Turnpike. We'd love to have you sharing with us. Don't forget about our upcoming events. And we're really excited about having you share with us. And you can find us now on Spotify. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Kindred 360 podcast. If you would like to hear more, be sure to check out our additional podcast, Extra 360. And be sure to subscribe to the Kindred 360 podcast to stay up to date with our most current episodes. We want to thank you for listening today and have a blessed week ahead.